In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our, our sermon text this morning comes from our Gospel reading, John chapter 14. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we all know the story of Ruth in the Old Testament. Ruth was the daughter-in-law of Naomi, whose husband had died. Not only had Naomi's husband died, but so did her two sons. And this included Ruth's husband. Naomi encouraged her two daughters-in-law, Orpha and Ruth, to go back to their mother's house, to their people, and not to worry about her, about her and not to worry about staying with her. Now, Orpha did eventually return to her, mother, to her mother's house and to her people, but Ruth did not. No, Ruth decided to stay loyal to her mother-in-law and to her commitment of family. Her mother-in-law had loved her, so Ruth would respond to that love by staying by her side and remaining loyal. Naomi would not be left alone. She would be taken care of. She would not be abandoned. On the sixth Sunday of Easter, Mother's Day is upon us. Now, this is a day where we celebrate the love and the dedication of mothers, mothers-in-laws, grandmothers, aunts, sisters, and other mother figures in our life. And it is a well-deserved celebration indeed. For from the moment of conception, mothers are the main source of all that is needed to support the body and life of their children. Mothers certainly do give their all and sacrifice much for the raising and nourishing of children. Mothers help make a house a home by providing a safe and nourishing environment. And they do all of this out of love, that love that only a mother can have. And so today, we celebrate that love of mothers by responding to that love with our love and thanks. We respond to this love of our mothers by wanting to listen to them. Now, this response is only a small glimpse of the response that we have to Jesus and his word when he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Indeed, because Christ lives in us, we do keep his commands. Our text today is a continuation of last week's gospel lesson, you may remember last week, Jesus said to his disciples, I go to prepare a place for you. You know the way to where I am going. After clarifying with his disciples the meaning of what he was saying, we now know what Jesus meant. He knew where he was going. He would later ascend into heaven, where he would sit at the right hand of the Father and prepare a place for us. For the disciples, this would be a change in circumstances. They had been with Jesus for three years. But now he would not be at their side, at least physically. In a little while, they would not see him with their eyes. At times, it would seem as though they had been left alone to fend for themselves. So Jesus had to speak the words we hear in chapter 14 to comfort his disciples 
in words of comfort indeed. For he promises the disciples that he would be, he would, they would not be left alone. He would not abandon them. No, they would not be left alone. But another helper or comforter would be sent by the Father, even the Spirit of truth. Here, Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that would be given and sent on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit would come and dwell in his disciples on that day of Pentecost, which we observe two weeks from today. At the coming of the Holy Spirit, the disciples would be given the ability to proclaim the good news of Christ and the resurrection. That same message Paul would later proclaim in Athens. The Spirit, which is sent by the Father and the Son, would teach the disciples and also remind them of Jesus' words. And the Spirit would guide them as they continued the Lord's ministry. Through the Holy Spirit, Christ would indeed be with them. He would continue to dwell with them and in them, because the Spirit dwells with them and in them. In the Spirit, they would be joined with Him. And being joined with Him in the Spirit, they certainly would not be left alone. Just as He promised them, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. He would not leave them as orphans, but he would remain committed and loyal to them. This promise remains for us too. Many of us do not know what it is like to be orphaned, but we do know that it is not a positive situation to be in. In a sense, it means to be abandoned. But Christ will not abandon us. He will not forsake us. He will not leave us alone to fend for ourselves in the sinful world that we trod. He will not, and he has not, because this is what he has promised. To be sure, Jesus has never left us to fend for ourselves. He has not left us alone in this world of sin. No, Jesus won our salvation from sin, death, and the devil when he died upon the cross. And he did this out of love for us. And he did this for you. And in this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation or payment for our sins. As believers, then, the Holy Spirit has come to dwell in us too just as he did with the disciples. The Holy Spirit works in and through our mother, the church, as it is here in the church where we hear Christ's word. We come here to church, and we may not see Christ with our eyes, but we do know that he is indeed with us. He is present among us. He is with us by his spirit, through the word, and in the sacraments. Just as Luther says, the Holy Spirit abides with the Holy Congregation. So take heart. You are not left alone. Christ does not leave you as orphans. He still comes to you. The Spirit has created faith in us, sanctifies and keeps us in the true faith. The Spirit came to us in our baptism, for there 
we were called into this holy Christian church. The Spirit comes to us in the Lord's Supper as we are reminded of the forgiveness that we have received in Christ by the giving of His body and the shedding of His blood. And in those sacraments of baptism and the Lord's Supper, we are joined with to Him and His Word. In the hearing of God's Word, the Spirit comes to us. And in this is love, that Christ would redeem us, call us to be His own, and through His Holy Spirit, sanctify and keep us in the true faith. And so, we return to where we started. At the beginning of the sermon, we spoke about the response we have to our mother's love, of being only a glimpse to the response of Jesus' words, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Our minds here automatically think of the Ten Commandments when we hear these words of Jesus. But let's look beyond that. Now, certainly, Christ is including the commandments. But by commandments, Jesus is not only referring to the Ten Commandments. He is also referring to all of his words, all of his teachings, and all of his precepts. And to these, we hold fast. To these, we remain true and loyal. Jesus has promised that through the Holy Spirit, he will be at work in us. So we are also to be at work in him. We keep his commandments and we hold fast to his word. Now, how do we keep his commandments and hold fast to his word? If we love him, we will keep his commandments. To keep us the commandments, then, is nothing else than to trust in Him and love Him above all else. And we and love Him in return. We keep His commandments because He loves us. And when we love and trust in Christ, we love and trust the Father as well. This is not, this is not at all in an effort to earn our salvation, though. We know that anything we do is insufficient. But we do this in response to the love that he has for us and the love that he has shown us. We do this in response to that salvation that Christ has won for us. And indeed, we have been given a helper to do all of this. With the Holy Spirit abiding in us, we will be enabled to keep his commandments and remain true to his word. And so we can confidently say, I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. In Jesus' name, amen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.